With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. And you are going in SmackDown Live. Hey, huh. this is Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke watching Going In The Raw. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Steve and Larson and available wherever podcasts wherever. can be found. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We have a variety of award tiers over there, Larson. We do. At the $1 mark, you get to be part of the Going In Raw Discord group, which, of course, is uh, we just received notification from Cody Miles, one of the terrific leaders yes, over there. Yes, yes, yes. They've reached yes. 1,000 members, Woo-hoo! a 1,000 members strong over there Woo-hoo! in the Discord. Congratulations, Discord club for reaching that impressive milestone you know i was in uh as you guys know i was in edinburgh uh uh-huh. not that long ago mm-hmm. uh in june and uh, we did a ghost tour of yeah. these things that are underground these vaults oh i know where this is going now all right and in this the history of this is is amazing right i'm down there and it's like pitch dark uh, the only light it's illuminated by the flashlight of the of the very nice uh, and knowledgeable guide of yeah. ours and uh, and in this vault way back hundreds and hundreds of years ago yeah. lived just the absolute dregs of society just the worst like you know the 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 the, the prostitutes the the poor the the people who were just crapped on literally crapped on by society, and I was just looking around. I was like, hundreds and hundreds, maybe even a thousand people really live down here. Really, and I was like, ended. this right here is like Edinburgh's Discord group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? They are the Cody Miles. By the way, talk about Buddy Murphy the Snitch. Cody Miles showed us in the secret mod Mod South Discord wrestling chat. Yeah, that they were roasting me there in the Discord the other day, uh, and so that was my little way of getting back at them. So there you go. There you go. Oh, before we get started, do you want to talk this Crisley news? I know it's it's endlessly fascinating to you. I could really care less, but I know it's of interest to you. <laughs> this so. is horrible. This is terrible stuff. What is it? Twelve or thirteen counts? I don't know. I mean, if you don't want to get indicted, pay your taxes, people. Uh, yeah, the, so of course, uh, Grizzlies of uh, WWE commercial fame. Yeah. Uh, whenever you know we're watching Raw, uh, you'll see those Grizzly uh, commercials. I'm a personal huge fan of the entire Grizzly clan. Todd. Todd. Who's You're the, the main, fan, man. Who's Tell the me. Main, who's the main guy? Is the main guy Todd? What's the You're the fan name? here. Uh, it's not me. <clears throat> Anyways, I don't think we're going to have to worry about Grizzly commercials very much longer. 
They are. Now the in, kids will get the spinoff. I mean, they already got a spinoff. They already be, have like two spinoffs. They'll be the the focus, and while uh, Todd and, and and his wife are serving prison time, I, I, it'd be cool if they had like uh, some cameras down there uh, to see what life is like in prison for Head Grizzly guy. Oh. Yeah, poor guy. He does not look suited for prison. <laughs> well, if you don't go to prison, guess what you should have done? Might be one of the... Because I, I even heard that the nice minimum security prison resorts are still pretty bad. You know, it's still prison. Still can't do nothing. Yeah, well, so, should have paid his taxes then. Yeah. Yeah, That man, that's true. I mean, that's a problem of his own making completely. Yeah, for two guys who are uh, business owners, tax to tax season, which for me, honestly, is just year-round now. I'm yeah. always... I'm never not thinking about having to pay my taxes. And how, like how to save properly, you know? Because we they're not we don't have a paycheck that's taken out of. No, that don't happen. So we just yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so uh, SmackDown last night. Yeah, it was a good show. How about that, Buddy Murphy? I mean, wow. it, was, it was a really good match. I'm I'm actually really into this whole uh, drama. Roman Buddy, it's like the best story right Daniel now. Daniel Bryan, Eric Rowan, especially because Daniel Bryan, you can tell, is just chewing up scenery. He's having a blast. You know, man, it's funny because it's so easy for that to get lost in the overarching, the overarching uh, creative drama of WWE these yeah. days. Oh, yeah. it's getting better. You know, we're all kind of anxious. Uh, you know, hopefully it'll keep on getting better. It's not going to, you know, backslide back into Vince McMahon tearing up scripts and stuff. Which entirely possible. It still could happen. It's, it totally could happen. So I understand the apprehension for anybody to really be like, oh, man, this is all great. Um, even though it has been better. Raw was markedly better. SmackDown was really good last yeah, night. It was fun. Uh, but, uh, but Daniel Bryan. Post like from the new Daniel Bryan on has been doing some of the best work mm -hmm. in professional wrestling mm -hmm. inside the ring and outside the ring. Mm -hmm. He's just an absolute jewel. Yeah, he's an absolute yeah, treasure. He's, he's, he's doing great. great work. And this, I think, this fit between him and and uh, and in the storyline and Roman Reigns. And we'll get into what we think about who, what, what the reveal is going to be next week. Uh, but uh, but I no, I think it's it's absolutely terrific. Daniel yeah, yeah it's Bryan's been it's great. been fun. Um, and it's it's not so much the mystery aspect is it's just how they've been the interpersonal dynamics between all four of them sure in in relation to who did you know these attacks on Roman mm -hmm. that seems secondary now in terms of they're using this this mystery to develop character they don't do that very much on WWE television I know I know and you got Buddy Murphy who the biggest the biggest uh, bene uh, uh, beneficiary of this yes yeah is Buddy. And he's he's just constantly portrayed as man. He's in a tight spot. <laughs> right. He's yeah. in a tight spot. He's been confronted by Roman. He doesn't want to say anything. He gets lumped up a little bit. Uh, Roman pins his head against the wall. Talk. So he comes up with a name. Mm -hmm. Two weeks later, same situation, but with Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. Mm -hmm. He has to say, "Nope, that was not right." Mm -hmm. um, I kind of feel like though that right now, Buddy Murphy is going to get the spot that was going to be Samoa Joe's. Samoa Joe is seemingly completely out of this now. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I wonder if they're, which is great, how if they're actually, they brought up Buddy, didn't use him for a while, decided, okay, we, we think there's potential in Buddy as a face. Well, it's good they just didn't bring him up and said, oh, suddenly he's a face now. They brought him up as more or less his character in 205 Live, and if the, the goal is having him partner with Roman at some point down the line, based on Roman's reactions after the match, it seems entirely possible. Mm -hmm. Um that uh, uh, here, let's, let's have a story that shows why he's transitioning from heel to face rather than just bringing him up to the main roster. Hey, you're a face now. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Go out there and smile. Go yeah. out there and smile. That would be not good. Right, exactly. That's what they did with Bob Rudin and yes. many other people. 
Um, no, I think you're absolutely right. One of the questions, of course, we always have, we always have kind of have to go here. Um, this it this feels like a Haman story. It does. I thought that too. Right? Yeah. Well, I, 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 we have not received. There's no indication. I mean, look. Apparently, last week uh, Vince rewrote SmackDown mm-hmm. virtually on the fly. Mm-hmm. Um, no reports of that this week. Mm-mm. But uh, it is. It would be. It would be interesting to know who creatively was at the helm for this particular story because you're right. It's been. It's been very very well handled. And uh, the spotlight on Buddy Murphy this this week was a star making week for Buddy Murphy. Mm-hmm. We all saw it. We all just it's it's one thing to know it. It's another thing for somebody that we like, and we've seen this with Mustafa Ali, and even to a degree, to a pretty big degree, Cedric Alexander when they mm-hmm. gave him, gave him a big moment a couple weeks ago on Raw. All these guys that we like, that we know more than anything, more than anything that matters, they can go in the ring mm-hmm. and tell compelling stories in the ring. Mm-hmm. That's where that that's what we can rely on, and those are the guys that are getting the spotlight yeah. moments. Yeah. And that's terrific. That's, that's such a step in the right direction. That's good. And and they're putting Buddy in a situation because Buddy's great in the ring and he can he can handle himself on the mic okay, but uh, his mic skills aren't exactly his greatest strength. Mm-hmm. They're putting him in situations where he can develop a character without having to just talk. Yes. Yeah. Which is great for him. Yeah. Because he can handle himself on the mic, but he's not going to be moving crowds based on his mic work. You mm-hmm. know, he's not The Rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I got a good sense of who he is, and he said just a handful of words, mm-hmm. yeah. which is good. Is actually effective storytelling. Yeah, the popping. That's that's the one thing that the WWE does have. It'll be interesting to see how AEW handles store like sort of for wrestling dense story like that, like mm-hmm. who done it stuff like that. Mm-hmm. WWE's weekly format. I mean, you know, twice weekly format um, really does lend itself to stories like that above a lot of other people. And it does, I mean, the, the cliffhanger nature of it, I think is, yeah. is uh, Tal Ming in here says, but he needs a character though. He is a, he does have a character. He's doing it in a tight spot. See, here's the thing. He doesn't need, I think what, what, uh, Tal might be referring to is he needs like a gimmick. He needs, yeah. and, and I don't, I don't think so. I yeah. don't think he does. I no. think as long as you have, look, here's the thing. As long as you keep providing, as long as you keep creating, compelling stories who they are will matter more than what they are yeah you know it's like if buddy murphy's gimmick was you know disgruntled i don't know janitor like that has such a ceiling yes but he's he he's this guy who we see how he reacts when he's in a tight spot you know he's defiant but like every man he has his breaking point yeah you know he's in a tight spot Mm mm-hmm so I don't know. I think it's I think it's absolutely terrific. I think exactly. It's really good no, I think stuff. I think they did they did a really good job with it this week. Hopefully, they and, continue and that with match, that match. Like you could tell, Roman really enjoyed mm-hmm. you know making mm-hmm. Buddy Murphy or assisting in in just bringing him to a great. Iconic Bud Ryan stuff. says Buddy has a gimmick. Good wrestler you don't know about. Yeah, there you go. Secrets out now. The secrets out, man. Exactly. A couple of these super chats here, real quick. Then I'll uh, talk about some new Patreon members. Uh, Yeshaz V. Uh, Tripathi, uh, 1,000th member here, friendos. Welcome to welcome, the, welcome welcome to the Going welcome, In Raw Vault. Welcome. Haven Elric, my theory is that Mysterion almost will make it to the finals to battle over the title of king, which is, of course, Ray mm. is king in Spanish. That's a good, oh, that's a good one. Oh, your favorite that's message retracted. One. Oh, that's a, that's, a, that's a beefy message retracted, too. And then Tom talks rubbish. Rock versus Jason Statham, who wins? Hobbs and Shaw is great. 
Uh, Tom really loved uh, Hobbs and Shaw. I guess so. That's cool. Generally accepted. Instead of Fiend disappearing when the lights went down, Finn should have disappeared and the lamp should have switched out with Finn's head. Uh, yeah, I that wonder if we're a little more get, TV fourteen then. I wonder if the uh, if if that lantern's going to come back. Or the lamp is so. going to come back. I Everybody hope so. Has been talking about it being removed from like the YouTube version. Yeah. <clears throat> In any event, uh, let me bring up my. I don't even have my notes up, man. Notes. What am I doing? Well, here. Oh, I'll look. Oh, patrons. I have it right in front of me. Oh, cool. Okay. So, new patrons. Uh, as you mentioned, Yashavi Tripathi. New, new, new patron. Matthew Kudzilo. New, 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 new patron. Uh, and then Zachary Holcomb. Don't know what time that was, but we'll mention him anyways. New, new, new patron. <clears throat> I believe that's all from the last 24 hours. Welcome all. Welcome, everybody. All right, let's get down to it. Kevin Owens uh, kicked things off with a promo. Uh, he was very happy to <clears throat> kick Shane's bootay. He seemed relieved to think that he was done with the whole Shane McMahon business. Yeah. He said uh, yesterday, so Monday, marked uh, the five-year anniversary of signing with WWE. He said that made him happy. He said he got to do things he never thought he'd be able to do, wrestle people he he never thought he'd get to wrestle. He said it also, he was pleased that his entire family, wife, kids, parents, got to see him uh, kick Shane's butt mm-hmm. at SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, and then he talks about what an honor it is to be in King of the Ring, past winners, um, and he wants to add his name to that illustrious company. He more or less guaranteed he was going to win King of the Ring. Out comes Shane. Um, he... he <laughs> And Owen's just collapse in annoyance. I know. <laughs> I know just, he just falls. He literally just falls. He double face it. palms and falls to the ground. <laughs> he does, yeah. Um, so she interrupts him and, and then says, uh, Owen's, you're not a man. You're a cheater. Mm-hmm. And then Owen's like, well, man does this, this. Man does what he has to do to win. Um, uh, what else did he say? He added something else. And then Shane says, well, uh, he rolled footage first of, of Owen's kicking Shane in front area. Then he rolled footage of Owen's attacking Elias with the chair. Mm-hmm. He said, that is an official. A WWE official. He's got the jersey on. You can't do that. There's going to be repercussions. Repercussions are, I'm going to fine you $100,000. And then uh, I like this because they're sort of trying to present uh, Kevin Owens as man of the people. He Every says, man, whoa. Yeah. He's like, $100,000 might be nothing to you, but to me, it's a down payment on a house. Or it's a kid's college fund. Kid's college fund, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, he was like, come on, you need to reconsider that. That's ridiculous. He said, it's crap. And, he's, and Shane just says, okay, let me think about it. Nope. Yep, and walks e- away. Nope. Walks off. Yeah. Uh, then we're backstage. Owens, he barges into Shane's office. And uh, Shane says. What do you think of the staging of this? I thought it was kind of interesting. Because uh, Owens comes in and he sits on the couch. Yeah. So it, it feels like they're, ha- they're having like a real meeting. I know. Well, he sits on the couch and again, double face palms. Yeah. Um, and it's not like he's coming in with, he's trying to control the steam that's building within him. Yeah. Owens is. Yeah. And, and man of reason as well now. Yeah. He's trying to be, mm-hmm. he has, his impulse is of course, stunned Owens stun, which is what his new shirt says. I like that shirt. Yeah. It's better than the other one. Oh, that other one was terrible. Yeah. Um, nothing beats fight Owens fight. Yeah. Um, so, uh, his impulse is to fight and stun, but he, knowing that there's so much on the line, namely, Supporting his family. Yeah. It's difficult to do. He can't take out his aggressions on Shane. And Shane says, if you touch me, if you attack me, I will sue you and sue you for every cent you're worth. Mm-hmm. So, uh-uh. Yeah. 
And then uh, Owens uh, reaches somewhat of a boiling point, and he says, well, $100,000, make $105,000. Picks up a stool, throws it at the TV, chains office, and walks out. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a decent little segment. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're setting up. I'm not sure how I feel about their if if they if they execute it properly, which so far I've been fine with it. If they execute it properly, and Shane is more, you know, I guess the Vince to Stone Cold's, you know, Kevin to Kevin Owens Stone Cold. Uh, as long as they approach it in a in a because I like I like Shane's work. I just don't really. I don't need to see him wrestle. No. So with Shane, like we saw, you know, a brief alliance kind of of Shane and uh, and Samoa Joe, that kind of thing, I'm totally fine with. Yeah. Just don't go overboard with it, and don't feel the need to echo Stone Cold versus Vince to that degree. You no. know. No. Totally. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home. It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, next, we had a, a really fun match between Charlotte and Ember Moon. Um, I wish, just kind of wish Ember Moon would win these high-profile matches at some point. I know, I know, but it's it serves, I guess, a greater good because they're going to have all four horsewomen in a title scene thing, which I'm fine with. Yeah, That's I understand cool. that. I understand that. Just... You know, at the same time, I like Ember Moon to be in title scene too. I'm with you too, man. I'm with you on that she's one. She's so darn good. Hey, but you know what? This was a this was a long match, mm-hmm. and it was a very good match. In fact, I kind of feel like this match was better than uh, Ember Moon versus Bailey at SummerSlam. Yeah, I thought this was a really terrific match, and they made Ember uh, look really strong. Although it was kind of interesting, I think she tapped sooner than even I think Charlotte. Maybe would have preferred. I just noticed that she started tapping, and Charlotte was. I think Charlotte wanted to try to get the full extension on the figure eight arch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and Ember started tapping, and it makes you wonder. I, I have no idea. It makes you wonder if Charlotte backstage is maybe like, hey, let, let that milk play that, out, milk, milk that, that a little a bit moment. more. At, at least I always, I always like when they milk the crap out of any submission. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. If you're a chump, then yeah, tap out quick. But if you're somebody who they are booking strong or tough. Then milk that for everything you have, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, especially on the larger stage, like at at, at Mania or, or Pay Per View or whatever. Oh no, Dad's back. Epico Mondo came up, dropping a fifty on us. He says, "Time to make it rain." Okay, that's enough. That's enough, Epico. That's enough. Epico. That's enough, Epico. Save appreciated. Your, save your fish money. But yes, save your appreciated. Fish money. But save your fish money. Yes. <laughs> uh, basic story of this match was Charlotte working over Ember Moon's leg. I left my roast beef sandwich at home, so I mean, Epico's buying me some lunch today. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you see, you should be happy that I'm, I'm, I have to go home after this for a little bit because my wife has to go do something. Um, 
because my leftovers, my lunch today is shrimp pasta. And you don't want me make probably won't be microwaving that back there. Honestly, any anything would be better than the sink smell. That yeah, we, we got to figure out why the the, the the sink smells like a, a, a hell mouth. It's like the worst halitosis smell <laughs> like there is. Bray's lantern mouth. Yeah. It's terrible. We got to figure out the deal there. Anyway, so Charlotte keeps working over Ember's leg. Ember uh, mounts some offense only for Charlotte to get their hand again by uh, capitalizing on uh, the injured limb. Um, there's this great uh, bit where Ember drops Charlotte with uh, like a code breaker. Mm-hmm. Jumping off the second rope. That was pretty cool. In the end, though, as you mentioned, Charlotte puts the figure eight on Ember Moon. Ember has to tap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte keeps it on for just some, a couple, like about 30 seconds too long mm-hmm. uh, before she lets it go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, a, a strong outing from Ember Moon. And I mean, if you, I, I totally understand what you're saying, but if you, if you remember six weeks ago, she was barely even on TV. Yeah. You know, and then she so, got a title shot and lost everything. I know. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully she will continue to be on. I TV, hope so. I know? hope so. Uh, next, we had a recap of the whole Roman Reigns saga, uh, leading or following all the way to uh, SummerSlam, and then we got Daniel Bryan promo, which is outstanding. Everything Daniel Bryan did in this episode was great. He's so he's good, man. Believable. He's he's, he's, so he's he's nearing Samoa Joe tier in terms of being uh, imposing heel. Oh, I think he's and he doesn't yeah. have the benefit of actually being tall mm-hmm, yeah. or thick. Yeah, he's like my size. Yeah. He's just he's just compelling. Yeah, he is. He's just he he's one of those guys when that when he talks, you cannot help but pay attention. Yeah, like you just he's he's magnetic, yeah. dude. So he claims that uh, he and Eric Rowan had absolutely nothing to do with attacking Roman Reigns. He calls Buddy Murphy a liar, but says, "Hey, I don't blame Buffy, Buddy. He was put in that position mm-hmm. where he had to come up with a name. Problem is, he came he came up with Rowan's name, which of course implicates Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. And he said tonight they're going to prove that they had absolutely nothing to do with Roman's attacks. Yeah, I do appreciate that the planet's champion, the the liberal heel, is now bringing false confessions into the fray. <laughs> you have to appreciate that. Again, you know, an issue that. Uh, it's probably something that should be addressed in society at large. Mm. And he's in a heel manner bringing it to the fore. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. It's great. Uh, next, we got Shane in his office again. Um, he's, he's assessing the damage Kevin Owens wrought to his television. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah, I think Sarah Schreiber is her name. She comes yeah, in yeah. to interview asking, who is Kevin Owens' opponent going to be? Shane kind of pushes, doesn't really answer the question. She asks again, in walks Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samoa says, what, Kevin Owens thinks he's Billy... Billy Badass. Billy Badass tonight. <laughs> well, I'm here I'm here to prove that I'm the only badass. I wonder if Billy Badass was like a creative character that Samoa Joe maybe, made. Maybe. To ask him that if we ever get to interview yeah. him. Um, he wants Kevin Owens tonight. Mm-hmm. So uh, between this and the whole Buddy Murphy thing, it seems pretty clear that Samoa Joe's no longer going to be involved in any of this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Seemingly. Yep. Uh, next, an Alistair Black promo. So that's that's his, this is this thing. Um, He's in his room, and every week is lit differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fight me. Knock pick on my door. Pick a fight. Ice cream man. I think he learned that he's gonna have much better luck pick, uh, finding someone to fight if it, he's at least out on the stage on his platform. Because mm-hmm. at least then he's closer to the ring. Because that's where the fights happen. If you're not gonna go to the ring to fight, at least be on the stage on your little platform thing. Yeah, yeah. I know. I wonder. Like, it's. It. I think it would. I honestly think it would just take sort of one of these. 
like one just really, really good. I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I want, I want him to get to the point where he's being included in things. Like it feels like he's so like far removed from all the action. Exactly. Well, I mean, he's in the bowels like, of the arena every week. Yeah. He's not in the King of the Ring tournament. No. He's not really. He just sort of does these things. That's why he should be like in the middle of a match. He should lay on this platform and just <laughs> and just cut a promo. <laughs> Somebody fight me. <laughs> Uh, so we can get that angle every week. Yeah, some steam or some smoke billowing over him. Because I want to get because it's kind of goofy right now. I wanted to get I want to get to the point where it's like if he if there's some like big open challenge and he's the guy that answers it, I want people to like mark out big time. I know, but the way he they set up his character is that he wants people to come to him. Right. He's not proactive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's reactionary. That's good. He's we need proactive. him to be proactive. Yeah. So like if he came out to the ring, you know. Like, bring the house lights down. Just do a single spotlight on him. Have him sit in the middle of the ring like he does. Mm-hmm. And just say this stuff. I think that'd be way more effective. Yeah. Because then he's stopping the show until someone comes about to fight him. He's the one that's issuing the open challenge, not answering Well, one. it's a lot more difficult. Also, the visual. It's a lot more difficult to, like, have the crowd connect with you. Like, they're along for your ride mm-hmm. if you're doing it on the Tron every Exactly. Week. If he's, like, out there. You're right. If he's out there. Then when he does respond in a dramatic fashion, the people will be like, oh, wow, cool. Yeah. You know? But as now, it's like, oh, that's that dude who hangs out. In the- or if you want, I don't know if you, how feasible this would be. It depends on the arena. Like, I know most arenas have luxury boxes or something. That there's some space inside the arena where people can see him. Yeah. That they can set up to kind of be his dark room. And then, you know, the show's happening. You just hear him start talking. Mm-hmm. And the camera goes up to that area. Where he's out, you know, in this whatever the hell do they dress at the luxury box, looking down at the ring, yeah, and and saying, I, you know, hey, if anybody wants to fight me, we can do that right now. Just put him in the rafters, like Sting, something, and then people are like, how do I even get up there? Yeah, I don't know, I don't want to do. Come up here. I don't know. Fight me. Okay, but you have to come down here in the rafters. <laughs> That's scary. I don't like heights. Overcome your fears. <laughs> no, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> Coward. <laughs> we had Buddy Murphy versus Roman Reigns. Somebody who was a twinewinder earlier in chat <laughs> brought up Shane McMahon. When they cut to him, he's like, "Yep, that's broken." Yeah. Geez, <laughs> dude, Epico, come, come on, on save your man. Money. Give it to charity. Thank you, though. It's Epico. appreciated, but oh my goodness, man, you were you were too, too much. much. Epico Mondo is too, too much. much. Remember that time Epico Mondo tried to correct us on his own name? He was like, no, it's Epic Commando. Nah, bro, you're Epico. Epico. <laughs> Epico. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Next up, Buddy Murphy versus, versus Roman Reigns. Start making Reigns. performance here for Buddy on SmackDown Live TV. Uh, as soon as the bell rings, they kind of go after each other. Roman beals Buddy, and he rolls through on it, gets up, and responds with a huge running knee on Roman within like 20 seconds of the match. That was great. And hats off to Roman for bumping all over the place for Buddy. Man! He seemed like he was having an absolute blast. He did! There's a couple instances where he was, it seemed like he was more energetic with his bumping. Yeah. And maybe he just felt like, oh, Buddy, he's a he's a, a really athletic dude who doesn't mind throwing his body around. If I don't match him bump for bump in terms of the enthusiasm, the, 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 the intensity of him, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It's gonna look like he's phoning it in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. And here's the thing: I wonder, I wonder. Look, I, I imagine it would not surprise me at all. You've heard that Roman is a big locker room leader guy. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Roman was completely tuned into how much of a best kept secret. Oh yeah, yeah. That, like, that makes I'm, all the sense. I'll make this guy look great. Right, exactly. 
But also, if you just take a look at when Roman was throwing Buddy around, Buddy is not afraid to just get tossed around in the locker room segment a couple weeks back. Oh, and this week, too, at the hands of Rowan. And and this week, too, also. Uh, so, yeah, it, you don't, you don't want to go out there and and look like the guy who's not putting in mm-hmm. the effort. Because mm-hmm. Buddy, he will. we've said this from day freaking one, man, yeah. from when he first showed up on 205 or whatever. Every single move that Buddy does, he acts like his entire week's paycheck depends on every depends on that one move, and every single move comes off like that. Yeah, yeah. And Roman, it's good to see Roman uh, match Buddy's level of intensity because even something small, like we see him do countless times, mm-hmm. uh, where uh, Roman rolls up Buddy, and it was crisp. He's really crisp last night. Roman was yeah, and leads that to the one arm powerbomb thing. Yeah, it just things just seemed crisper. It did, yeah, faster. Yeah, Roman looked like he was having a really good time yeah. out there. So, anyways, Roman kicks out of that V trigger. Um, they go down the ringside area. They're brawling a little bit. Roman uh, uh, eventually gets the upper hand, tosses Buddy over the announce table. Again, Buddy just throws his body around with seemingly reckless abandon. Uh, Roman goes for a drive-by. He misses. Buddy throws him to the ring steps, followed with a meteora off the ring steps. That was great. And then we go to commercial break, come back. Um, they fight for a bit more. Murphy sends Rain to the ring post. He rolls him up, puts his feet on the ropes. Roman kicks out. And then Murphy sends Reigns to the outside, follows up with the tope, back in the ring, top rope meteor, gets a two. The crowd is is like just getting into Eating it. Eating it up, man. Getting Eating into it. Up, yeah. Uh, more back and forth. Eventually, Buddy hits a super kick. Roman bounces off the ropes on the cell, hits Superman punch, gets a two count. Roman goes for a spear. Uh, Buddy puts a knee up. Oh, v trigger. That sequence was so awesome. It was. It was knee up to to uh, to to meet the spear, V trigger, and then a Kamigoya, mm-hmm. uh, Kodabushi's finisher. Where he grabs the arm, he grabs the arms, and yeah, does that a couple times, and yeah. uh, gets a two count out of that. Um, well, he, then yeah, the brain buster on top. Oh of that. yeah, brain it was, buster. It was a whole sequence. Yeah, and the crowd was like, they were so like, oh my god, could this be it? Yeah, I think me and even Patrick Sparks were in the uh, Mod South Wrestling chat, and uh, and he was like, oh my god, and I was like, oh my god, and then yeah. oh no, just a two. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Buddy goes to the top rope. Roman uh, just punches him off. Into the barricade. He goes flying off the top it rope. It was like yeah. uh, something that 2K19. It was. But just, boom, yeah. you know, Buddy sells it for a second, gets back in the ring. No, Roman uh, hits him with a Superman punch on the outside. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Off yeah, the yeah. ring step, yeah. and then puts him back in the ring, and then yeah. hits the spear for the win. It was a very, it, it, was, it was 10 minutes, and it never let up. Yep. It never let up. Nope. And the 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 cell on that spear. Yeah, he did the thing where he flips over. But he permission. I think someone in chat earlier said it was pretty much like he gave himself a Spanish. Yeah, fly. exactly. It's totally, what it was. Yeah. It's the kind of stuff you kind of only see in New Japan these days. Like they'll sell it with the full flip thing. Yeah, you know, Kenny, I mean, I, Kenny loves doing. Yeah, that yeah. Stuff. Well, I mean, that's how if, if people can, that's how they try to sell the final rainmaker that's delivered to them in yes. a match. They got to yeah. do the full flip. Yeah. So hell of a match, uh, and. Everything that Buddy Murphy did in this episode was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Performance across the board. Great. Yeah. Uh, next, we had a revival interview. They have a match against the New Day coming up in the main event. Um, and they want to challenge the New Day because they feel like the New Day has ruined the tag team division. Yeah. yeah. Uh, after that, uh, we had the New Day backstage. Responding to the revival. And they said, we haven't ruined anything in our lives. Nope. What yeah. was the one thing that they cracked wise about? They ruined our appetite or when we were little kids or something like that. I don't know. Big E cracked wise about something. Yeah. And then Kofi talked about Randy Orton, said uh, I didn't like him threatening my family. Speaking of family, 
New Day is my family too. Mm-hmm. And that come, came into play in the main event. Uh, next, Samoa Joe versus Kevin Owens. Before the match begins, uh, the ring announcer says, Elias, he's special guest enforcer again. I want to point this out really quick. Bud Ryan makes a point here. He says, I love how Roman has mastered not looking at the ref. Doesn't give away the two count. He's really good at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed this. It was so clear as day. Nikki Cross got hit with something big towards the finish of uh, their, the tag match on Monday. And the camera was right there for her just to go like this to make sure Alexa Bliss was coming in. And I'm like, dude, you have to like close your eyes a little bit and act like your head movement is yeah, natural, yeah, 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 yeah. not just that you're going to dart your head over. Yeah. Uh, adult circumcision is what the New Day cracked wise about. <sighs> okay. All That's right. right. That's funny. That's correct. So then we had, yeah, Samoa Joe versus Kevin Owens. Uh, and then, of course, Elias, special yeah. guest. So Owens goes for the stunner. Joe fends it off, puts Owens in the clutch. Owens escapes, hits a pop-up powerbomb, goes for the pin. Um, and then Elias pulls the ref out. So KO gets in Elias's face. They start arguing. Joe rolls him up, and then Elias does the fastest count maybe ever. Joe wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty ridiculous. And of course, Owens is upset about it. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably get Owens versus Elias in the first round, King of the Ring match, and Owens will probably destroy him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next, this was awesome. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan, they go in the men's locker room, and Daniel Bryan in, uh, you know, symmetrical storytelling. Yeah. Where Daniel Bryan goes in the men's locker room and says, all right, everybody get out, get out, get out. Oh, buddy, you stay. <laughs> and then uh, Bryan gets in, buddy. He's like, he's right here talking in his ear. It's on so, the thumbnail for this. Yeah, yeah so it's a buddy, great image. I need you to tell everyone that you lied. Mm-hmm. You need to tell everyone that you lied. And he repeated it and just gradually stepped up the intensity every time he said it. Yeah. And then he says a number of times, but he just kind of smirks, starts to stand up. And it's a perfect little smirk. Yeah. Subtle. Yeah. But speaks volumes. Yeah. Like saying, I don't want to deal with this crap. I don't yeah. have to. Yeah. He starts to stand up and then Rowan just starts tossing him all over the locker room. Everywhere. Yeah. All over the place. Eventually, they get to like a, a wall with a whiteboard on it. Rowan uses his forearm to pin him against the wall, kind of like how Roman did. And Brian yells at him repeatedly, admit that you lied. And finally says, uh, uh, yeah. And Daniel Bryan's like, yes, what? I lied. I lied. I lied. And then Rowan finally lets go. And this, I love this. Daniel Bryan just kind of slightly glances at Rowan and says, the world is full of liars. And takes a step forward, and the Rowan just starts beating the hell out of yeah, Buddy again. Yeah. It was so good. It was so, it was so good. good. I know. It was awesome. Yeah, it was great. They really, really extended out the false confession thing, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, his it, it was. It's one thing because Daniel Bryan, like you said, it's symmetrical storytelling, harkening back to what Roman did with Roman. It it didn't feel like a forced confession. It felt like something he had to get out of Buddy Murphy. In this case, it was obvious that Buddy Murphy was going to get royally effed up if he didn't simply give them what they wanted to hear. Yeah. That's why I'm pretty convinced that, well, I mean, we'll, we'll go out of the end of the episode, but I'm pretty convinced that it's just going to end up being Brian and uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Probably. Because there was a difference in the way they got these confessions out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only thing, my only thing, and I wish they would, I wish they would start doing this they did it for like one week, and I praised the crap out of it. The motivated cameraman. Mm-hmm. If if you simply have Daniel Bryan look at the cameraman on the way to it. Sorry, uh, Twinewinder says the the line is I I, I hate liars. I hate liars. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I had a hard time hearing it. Um, 
if he simply looks at the cameraman and says something like, come on, we have to get this on footage stuff, you know, on, on film or whatever. Yeah, yeah. If Roman would have done something similar mm-hmm. where there's a reason the cameraman's there yeah. and Buddy, and it makes it even more powerful than if Buddy is getting this and if he even glances at the camera yeah. as if this little bit of desperation, like exactly. I'm in a bad spot. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that would have been good. That could have made it, I think, you know, a like, bit more. Especially with Daniel Bryan saying, oh, cameraman, come with us. We need this documented there is the it when i think you know people have seen documentaries we understand what they are if you give that more of a documentary feel documentaries by necessity oftentimes have a sense of urgency that mm-hmm. style of film mm-hmm. has a sense of urgency because you need to go get the shot yeah. you need to capture history being made yeah. i mean unless it's like a sit down interview or whatever but with these things if you get the sense of the cameraman is present and not just omnipresent, yeah, you know? totally, totally, totally. It gives it, it lends it that sense of urgency mm-hmm. that I think these shows sometimes lack. Yeah. Uh, next, we see Range backstage, and uh, he's asking, like, a stagehand or production assistant where uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan's dressing room is. He showed the way, he's shown the way. Uh, on he goes. Get our main event for the night. It's supposed to be the new day taking on the revival. However, before uh, the match begins, Randall Lorton comes out to the stage, and he says, Kofi... You ran away from a fight at SummerSlam because you knew you couldn't beat me. That's how he's justifying the whole thing, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of feel like Kofi actually took the fight to him. Kofi, they booked a boring finish. Now we're going to do a six-man tag match. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much what it was. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit um, That's what happened. So it ended up being the new day, the entirety of the new day, uh, taking on the revival and Randy Orton. It was a fun match. Mm-hmm. It was a really fun match. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like a, I, I had not seen him. Maybe they had, but... The Revival's gear, the black and gold, looks great. Yeah. Black and gold together always looks great. It always looks great. I'm just glad the Revival... I like those shirts. I'm not sure how I'd look in Goldenrod, but I really like those shirts. Yeah, the shirts aren't bad. Yeah, those are nice. I kind of wish they didn't... Like they have the 80s-style picture Revival underneath the picture, and it's it's a minor quibble. It says uh, top guys doing top guy things or something like that. Mm -hmm. You don't need that. Too much? It's a little too much. Yeah. Um, So Xavier Woods, uh, he's isolated early. He's in the match a lot. Uh, Revival's working over his arm. Um, Orton does one of his uh, backdrop suplexes on the announce table with him. Um, eventually, Woods turns the table. He sends Dash Wilder into the ring post, gets the hot tag to Big E. E clears house. Uh, he eventually tags Kofi in. He hits a boom drop on Dash. Orton comes to the ring, goes for an RKO. Kofi avoids. Uh, he uh, lays out Orton with the truss fall over the top rope. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually... Woods is tagged back in, and the revival hit Shatter Machine on him for the win. Yep. So uh, Biggie and Kofi, I believe, go back into the ring. Uh, revival attack them after. <laughs> oh, sorry. 
just Big it's just Biggie. Yeah, he's consoling Woods. Yeah. Kofi comes in, tries to make the save, does hit trouble in paradise on Dawson, and then Orton comes in, in hits an RKO on Kofi, and then we get a uh, uh, peak apex predator, apex apex predator, Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. He just wants to drop everybody with R- RKOs. Hits one on Xavier, hits one on Big E, and then another one on Kofi. Yeah. Solid way to continue the feud, I thought. I mean, well, I mean, especially because commentary is really selling the idea that the New Day is a family. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so you're, try- you're tying in the story beat you had at SummerSlam mm-hmm. with Orton, I guess, kind of threatening, although I don't think they really made that clear enough at SummerSlam in terms of the camera work, threatening Kofi's family. And here on SmackDown, uh, uh, Orton laying out Kofi's wrestling family mm-hmm. yeah yeah essentially uh and then finally we have uh daniel bryan eric, eric rowan rowan i guess now in their locker room rowan, roman reigns enters and uh, daniel bryan demands an apology he says you apologize to Samoa Joe. Why don't you apologize to me now mm-hmm. he says you heard the confession uh, roman doesn't say anything during no. this entire thing he said fine <clears throat> he says fine he says uh we know who did it and we're going to let Roman know. We'll let everybody know. Next week. Next week. Ooh. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what necessarily like, the motivation is going to be. But, I mean, it's, there's no way it's not going to be. Do you think. Let me ask him. Do you think they're going to stretch us out and they're going to try to frame somebody else? Even though it's, like, clearly just them. What would be their motivation? That's that's my one thing. I hope that whatever they come up with, I think it needs to be, like, a What, good, for taking out Roman? Yeah. I think it just needs to be a good motivation beyond your top dog. Maybe he doesn't recycle. Yeah, it needs to be something better than that. Maybe he just eats exclusively red meat. Mm-hmm. That could be. Yeah, I hope. I mean, I hope it's not thin stuff like a very abstract. You know, oh, you're not green enough or whatever. You're you're a bad example for I, the Daniel, consumers out Daniel there. Daniel Bryan's kind of moved on a bit from that. So. Yeah. Yeah, you're a paragon of consumerism. I, I want it to be something beefy, something that's like, oh, wow, that's Well, cool. ideally it'd be something that, that in the macro sense fits into Daniel Bryan's kind of general philosophy, but also mm-hmm. something, same time, personal. Yeah, right, exactly, yeah. That'd be the ideal. Yeah. Because then you can understand it from, <clears throat> understand it from Daniel Bryan's point of view as a character, from a philosophical standpoint, but also it's like, oh, Daniel Bryan feels personally wrong by something Roman did. Yeah. Not just in some yeah. abstract sense. And don't get me wrong. I, I It's very possible they, they haven't written the motivation yet. Oh, entirely <laughs> it's possible. It's very possible they don't know what the motivation is. And it's entirely that. possible they can alter course, which they, I <laughs> yeah. seeming, they seemingly already have. Yeah. I mean, I do I do hope it, it, it does feel like a Heyman thing. And if, if, I can, if you can trust anybody to come up with a motivation that actually makes a hell of a lot of sense... And actually, be surprising, even if it's on the fly. Yeah, it's Paul Heyman. Yeah, one would know? hope. Maybe hopefully, it, hopefully, they had that in the end. They 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 came up with that the reasoning why it's uh, Brian and Rowan. They maybe they thought, oh wow, we have a really good reason for them to do this, so we we should make it them. And then they're like, well, we can milk that story for a lot because it's really good. Yeah, it is really good. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping too. All right, you want to answer some questions? Yeah, let's do that. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to go to the Discord there first. There you go. There you go. Let's see it's a huge day for the Discord. Let's, it's a big, big day. Let's make sure they're included. Yeah. Fiend kicks, and like others, I'm okay with no Bray this week. How do you book him keeping his mystique while also keeping fans happy? No, I think it's a good idea just to have him pop up here and there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for You don't sure. need him on TV every week. I think yeah. just have him on enough so the specter of him 
potentially showing up mm-hmm. uh, can keep you on your toes. Keep yeah, have it, have it, their seats. Have it make sense. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, hey, friendos, can you read my comment in the chat? I couldn't send it as a super chat for some reason. All right, I'll try to go and find it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Greg Morris, what is the end game for Buddy with this story? Let's get him over his face. Mm-hmm. And But the thing is, like, you have to... You, you got to keep it going, you know, mm-hmm. you got you to keep it going. Even if it's the kind of thing where he puts, he has like a really, really good showing in King of the Ring and then bows out in the semifinals or whatever, you know, if you keep that kind of stuff, I mean, yeah, you have to, you have to take it one feud and one thing at a time. Yeah. But you know, there, there, there's no, I also like that they pointed out that, you know, he was cruiserweight champion and now he doesn't have to adhere to the 205 yeah. weight limit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I good. like that they it's sold like, that. It's good they mentioned that. Yeah. Um, and also, it's it's uh, you, you mentioned Buddy going to the semifinals. Uh, you could, he could advance to that level, but then his elimination is somehow wrapped up in this larger story he's he's involved in now. Mm-hmm. Let's see here, uh, Dylan. I'm not seeing your other <laughs> comment. Alex E says, uh, "Yeah, Dylan, if you just if you just drop the the comment in chat, we'll keep yeah, an we'll eye keep on an eye on it, it for it." Uh, Alex E, let's assume this Murphy story is 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 Bischoff. Okay. Who else is going to eventually be in Murphy and Roman's biker gang? It's the Usos. Yeah. Usos got to be in it. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, Jimmy Thomas claims it's going to be the actual person is going to be somebody underwhelming like Bob Lashley. That would have to be they'd in have, November. They'd have, they'd have to drag this out for another three months. Yeah, he's on the injured, injured list. Uh, Yash Usvi. That's how you pronounce it. Yash Usvi. Yashusvi. Yashusvi says, uh, glad to support Hardy Handshake. Thank you very much. I'm going to do my darndest to remember, remember that. Remember that, me too. That. Same here. Uh, of course, we got the two from Epicomando. You know, I, I noticed I was looking at chat. He said that uh, that his uh, he's he's leading uh, fishing charters now. Oh. That pay out $1,500 an hour. Wow. So keep on bringing it over here. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Wow. Uh, good today. Uh, Brian Jankowski, the fiend, the best thing in wrestling. He says yes. Uh, it's definitely pretty good. I think, man, WWE's got some good stuff going for him these days. Jay Sean Lawrence. Are they going to drag this Roman storyline out until they go to Fox? Mm, I'd be surprised. Never know, though. That's another two months, almost. It's like six weeks away. Mm-hmm. Never know. They could. Yeah, they could. It, look, man, as long as they keep it interesting, that's all I care about. Yeah, as long as it's interesting and they don't seem like they're spinning their wheels. This is a, man, I'll tell you, this, this is this is a bit of a test for the WWE. See where they're at. Mm-hmm. See where they're at creatively. Is this going to mm-hmm. fizzle out like a fart or is it going to pay off like a big, healthy doo-doo? <laughs> I don't know where my metaphors are, man. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Alex Foster, is there anything else in wrestling or life? That we should accuse Buddy Murphy of? Is he Vince's son? It's, yeah. Is he the anonymous Raw GM? Did he uh, blow up Vince's car yes. before Vince came back to life? And convinced Donald Trump that he was dead. Did we ever know what the... what the? <laughs> uh, did we ever... Sorry, mods. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. Vince's death. Was there ever... 
a resolution written for that or no 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 because were... the whole because like two weeks later it was benoit yeah but i'm saying like when they conceived of it was there an ending in mind oh probably not oh, that's what i figure yeah sorry oh there Cody you Miles. go stevie bradley he blew the whistle on the Grizzlies. there you go he's the he's their actual uh cpa austin luff says half the crowd called 911 too <laughs> uh let's see here Uh, James Francis, could Buddy Murphy become the next Daniel Bryan slash Kofi Kingston and get a serious fan-driven push? I think that creative is doing a pretty good job in the first place. Mm-hmm. I don't, he's not he, – right now, the least underutilized person is Buddy Murphy. Yeah. He's on TV every week, 10-minute killer match everybody's talking about. Let's keep that momentum going, though. Totally. That's going to be the key. Uh, let's see here. Kenny T with NXT moving to Fox sports one, possibly, uh, could this mean the company will see the NXT will see NXT more as a third brand and lead to a possible three-way brand warfare at survivor series. I mean, it's more likely. Yeah, it's more likely. I don't know. So I know Fandango, I'm sorry, Breezango had a, uh, had a takeover fallout match at takeover against forgotten sons. Were they fully gimmicked? What did you know? I haven't heard anything with their Breezango stuff. I haven't heard anything about it. Neither have I. I hope they're not still going to be a comedy act, but something tells me they're going to be. Although, you know, uh, uh, Fandango, during that promo, was like, hey, it's time to essentially get a package. So hopefully they follow through on it. I know. Austin Luff says they were in black. That's cool if he's talking about Breezango right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Austin not, says they were not, not the fashion, fashion police. police. Did they have the the same Breezango music? They should change their the, the team name. They should. They really should. You can keep Tyler Breeze, but uh, Johnny Curtis. You should be Johnny, Johnny Curtis. Johnny Curtis, man. I know. I agree. Uh, let's see here. I'm going from the car. Uh, yeah, okay. So I didn't know. Tim Rogers says, in kayfabe, how did SmackDown get the footage of the Roman accident from the car that hit him without knowing whose car it was? Yeah, I know. So that was really silly. I tried to, I like sort of the back half, the second half of the recap video of the car getting hit. I didn't notice the footage, but I mean, maybe the, it was in the first half of it. I've seen it before the footage of like a GoPro from the front of the car. Right. But last night, I didn't on last it. night's I didn't episode, I'm wondering if they had it in there. Because it seems to be the, the, something that a lot of people are talking about as being just super silly. Yeah. <laughs> D minor says Buddy Murphy must have told Vince how much he loves the XFL. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense while they have any footage of the, the car. Mm-hmm. From I the know, car. it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, let's see here. Oh, uh, good question. Steve Klein. How would Steven Larson ruin the tag division? What would we do to ruin the tag division? Well, we put the belts on ourselves. <laughs> we would be in the tag division. Yes. We'd be the tag champs. We'd be over. Yeah. Uh, Mason be says strong. they should make the fiend be the one who attacked Roman. We'd really get him over. Uh, if he control that car with his mind. That'd be kind of crazy if they came out and had video footage of the fiend like lurking about. Or the fiend is like a heavy investor in self-driving cars, mm-hmm. and he programmed the car to, to instead of avoid other vehicles to run into them. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's why he's able to afford the lantern and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see here. Bobby Rivera says, any chance of a King of the Ring going in Raw View? Perhaps King of the Ring 98. Did we ever do a... No, we never did. That's surprising that we've never we've never done that before. Mm-hmm. Nope, never have. Uh, anything's possible. Um, Yeshuzvi, right? Is that how you pronounce it? Tripathi. Uh, do you think they're trying to make Orton seem like his 2009 uh, Supermaniac days? Kind of got that feeling today also, do you reckon there could be a pseudo-legacy stable with Orton and the Revival? Nah, the Do stable. they seem like a decent fit? To, I think there's something missing from that fit. I don't think that's a good fit, Orton and the Revival. Orton, just he's just lone guy. He's just by himself. He needs yeah. to be by himself. Yeah. I don't see him as like, a- Apex predators, legacy, I didn't see it. Apex Predators don't pal around with other, with, with other Predators. No, they don't. They're the top Predators. They're the Apex. Exactly. Yeah. That could be scientifically not true, but just based on my idea of what Apex Predator is. You really shouldn't is. call it Apex if he's palling around with other Predators. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So. Um, uh, D- D- T- D- Wix, Dark Leon X, can I get a birthday shout out from Undertaker in Austin? My name is Marvin. Marvin. Oh. Marvin. Hey, Marvin. What are you doing for your birthday? You're getting hammered drunk with Bishop. Are you sailing down the river Stygian? (laughs) Tapped into the powers of darkness. And eating a delicious cake from the bowels of hell. It's so moist because it's built on souls. Built on souls? Marvin. Marvin. Anyways, uh, what do we got coming up for overrun today? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know yet. Let's see if these uh, weirdos in the Discord have anything else to All say. Right. No. See, man, I challenge I'm like, hey, give us some good questions. And they're just down there in the and vault. Crickets, huh? Yeah, crickets, exactly. <laughs> There's actually a lot. Grizzly had a big old Facebook post. Oh, gosh. Todd, okay, so Julie, what's the kid's name? Chase. Chase! Yes, you knew that. That was awesome. Oh, well, the semifinals for King of the Ring is going to happen in Madison Square Garden. Bad news, Chase. That's cool. I'm going to jail, and all my assets are getting seized. So the final will probably be a clash of champions. Uh, James Rodriguez suggests we could talk about the, the sad situation regarding Alicia Fox. We could do that. Yeah, apparently she there was an incident where she was... Uh, Whoa, overrun, overrun. Oh, that's for overrun. For I thought right now. Sorry. For non-news. Right. I thought that yeah. said now. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Well, let's keep it on non-news. All right. You know, because it's, it's sad, but it's... It's kind of non-news. Yeah, a little bit. it is sad though. Yeah, it is a bummer. Anyways, uh, oh, and then we got chat trivia today. We do. I gotta send somebody. Hey, I did. Uh, I did send out. I have all but fifteen orders sent out from the Frendo Market stuff, and then all the June and July Patreon care packages are ready to go out. I just have to slap the addresses on them, and they'll be good to go. So no later than Thursday, I'm hoping to get all that stuff. Sent out, so if you've been waiting for your care package, if you're waiting for uh, your friendo market order, uh, should be there. If you're in the United States, no later than early next week. If you're international, who knows? Nobody knows. Anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description.